All right, you want to start? You want me to start this off? Do it. Okay. I think I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Welcome to the Dynasty Academy, Michael Washington Weeks. Mark is being a pompous ass before we came on air, and Mark Angst. You want to hear something really weird? Makes sense. I said one or two inches, growing one or two inches, and you're like, and he's still going. Oh. Eli Manuel. Tebow did throw one pass to Demarius Thomas. Okay. And you don't want people to really know that about you? Eli, you can cut this out. You can leave it in, too. Restart. It was our reboot. It was our reboot, Michael. I have leagues on too many apps. I don't know what to follow. Final round. Final round. Finish him. Make it Armageddon up in here. Guess who's back? That's right. Dynasty Academy, we are back after a hiatus. A little bit of a layoff. Our awesome producer had a major life changes happen, so we took a little bit of a time off during the slow period of the NFL season, but we are back now to discuss strategy and everything else you can think of fantasy football related. Yeah, guess who's back? Back again. Back again. Eli's back. So I'll tell you what, my my most recent pick here in, in campus again, Kyron Ware Hudson, I'm actually really excited about him. He's, I, I don't know, I think he's too far down on rankings and it's probably being missed in C2C leagues, but from the write-up I read about him, he looks pretty awesome. You know, you know who shouldn't be excited about anything leading past college is the guy who gave you shit about Jackson Dart at all. Because his team is... Well, people forget that we get points from the college players sometimes. Oh, no, no. But he knew that, but, and that was his whole point. But the, but that's but he completely punted on anything beyond college <laughs> just for points. Like Yeah, he went heavy, heavy yeah. in college size for the points, but his actual team is very young-based. Yeah, it's not... He, he went with um, Fields and Lance first two picks. Yeah. I, but I'm just looking at his his college side. Like he better hope that this is a team that better hope that he's patient. That's all I got to say about that because I am looking at it right now, going. I just I I, didn't, I don't understand how you could look at Jackson Dart and go oh, but JJ McCarthy, you're like oh yeah. <laughs> that, and that They're was the like first. And two that was the rankings whole, apart, I think. And that was the first. Uh, yeah, he was the first. I'm, uh, I'm a Michigan fan, and I have so many Ohio State players. I've become numb to the experience of drafting them at this point. I'm just, but like, I don't know. It, it just blew my mind how upset he was about a kid who's 6'3 and 210. Like, it's not even like he, he's small or anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just, I, just, I literally was ready to take Kyle McCord. That was the worst part. I was really, literally ready to. Put Kyle McCord in, and then G-Hub just had to go and take him <laughs> literally right before me. He did. He did, too. He did. Oh, I, I remember. I, I think I had Kyle McCord already typed out and ready to go, just ready to send in the chat. And... <laughs> I was just in the other. But I'm not in this league, correct? You are. Yeah, you are. You've, you're in all the leagues. Yeah, you went to Kyle McCord in the last one. Or which one are we talking about? No, this is the... C2C universe. Yeah, C2C universe. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say, I just took Kyle McCord. Yeah, no, no. we're Because I was ready to take it for you. Do you want a cookie? 
And I, sure, I got I, sniped I, on him. That's, I mean, who knows if McCord's going to play? Stroud looks like he's the starter this year. That's that's everything I've seen. So who knows what's going to happen next year if Ohio State Stroud gonna plays weird. well. It's going to be weird. Well, yeah, you're si- they're literally sitting on four quarterbacks who are like top rated quarterbacks the last four years. I think McCord is, is going to be the one that's going to end up transferring because I think Hewers is probably. Unless Hewers get... wants to play immediately. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he, he does. I don't, I don't think, think he, he does. Cares. Yeah, I don't think he cares either. He got a million dollars just to show up there. I think that's all. Oh, he's yeah. and, and I, I would imagine <laughs> I we got this year. Yeah, I, I think Ewers will redshirt this year. Take that million. It's it's next year when everything really starts to I think become an issue. I just I don't know. It, it's it's an odd situation. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out in the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going to see quarterbacks that want to sit more because obviously the uh, risk of injury is on everybody's mind all the time anymore. Well, and well the fact that I, you can make money now. Yeah, I mean. Right. I think Quinn Hewer's thing for wanting to, you know, go there and stuff and whatnot was just financially based more than it was anything else. But I, I can't imagine that he's going to go there and, and it's going to end up sitting for too long. Two I think years? after I think I think after Stroud is done, I think it's going to end up being you know I, I, I think it's going to be Hewer's. None of know. them can leave next year. They're all <clears throat> too young to go to the NFL next year. Right, but Hewers technically would have been a freshman next year. So right. so he, he sits this year, which is something that he would have ended up playing high school football anyways if he had stayed Right, in and Texas. that's why they kill redshirt. Right. Just to get so, his next year. So he'll redshirt, and then he won't play next year and eat up one year of eligibility. But by the time he starts, he's going to be a sophomore. And he'll have, the, he'll have one year of college, and then he can yeah. go to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, oh, right. it's, it, it's literally – it's literally a brilliant plan because Stroud can end up starting next year. Because let's face it, unless Stroud goes out there and really and really fucking falls apart, there's no way that McCord is going to see that field. Right. There's just no way. I mean, unless unless Stroud really falls apart or gets hurt, McCord's right. not going to see. And, and I don't even want to hear about Jack Miller. The guy's literally going to be a four stringer. Yeah, no, he's going to transfer too. I think. But my my wonder though is is whether Stroud. I, see, it depends on if if yours is good as he's supposed to be. And he's given an open chance next year. If he beats Stroud out, will Stroud stay then, or will he well, just? And, and next year might be a different story. I mean, just, you know, it, Stroud may not get the start next year, and Hewers might actually end up beating him. But I it think McCord, be, well, my thing is, we, McCord is the one that I think is going to end up transferring, and I think well, it'll be next year. If Stroud struggles this year, and McCord comes in, it's the same option next year. McCord or Stroud, I think, will will transfer no matter what happens this year. Yeah. Matter depending on what happens this year, one of them will transfer no matter what. It's then will if they lose the starting job next year to yours, will they leave them? Yeah, and that will all depend on whether or not that will all depend on whether or not uh, you know whatever his name is. So I can't think of the coach's name for some reason out there. What the hell is the coach's name? Ryan Day. Yeah, Ryan Day wants to put Hewers on the field. They may not right. put Hewers on the field. They they may just say you're going to sit for two years and. You know, you'll get one year and then go to the NFL. Steal it. Who knows? That team is loaded with five-star recruit talent. I mean, from every freaking position. And it just... <clears throat> if I'm Quinn Ewers, I don't understand why I commit to OSU. That, that's my that's my thing. Why do I commit to USU? You know, OSU. You know? I understand that you're probably... You know, you're the highest, you know, touted quarterback since Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. But it just... I don't mm-hmm. get why you go to OSU. A year early. 
I, well, a year early because of the money, but I just don't understand. Right, why but you, uh, he committed to Ohio State when he was when he was sixteen. So from you, Texas too. So it's not even like he's like yeah. A, not that he'd go to Texas, but I mean, going to Texas probably would have been the better bet. Now, no, they're going to the SEC. Yeah, Ohio yeah, State yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean, feels he like won't that. he won't be there, but still Texas. Ohio State probably feels like that team to everybody right now. That's like. Oh, they they push for a shot at a national title. I can go there. They're star studded. I know that they're going to be able to put up points. I know they're going to have a good defense. And you know, pe- sometimes people want to want to go to that team that's more of the underdog than the Alabama and Clemson. Not that Clemson's always been a powerhouse, but you know, you get the point. Yeah, I just can't imagine being a five star recruit and picking Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, one I, thing I, I did I, see. <laughs> I didn't draft like any Michigan now, players, so don't even. Is with this new transfer rule, bringing in all of these guys, you know, and, and yeah. creating competition, you also might be handing over you, you, the guy that might hurt you in a year or two when he transferred to your rival, possibly when they go, hey, yo, come start here now. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you that the new transfer rule for me uh, is is perfect for helping some of those smaller schools too, because you can now immediately transfer. It has to be inside your conference to be able to play immediately. You're not Mm going to see these people jump to a school like Miami of Florida and sit for two years and wait for the quarterback situation to figure out. You're going to see people go, well, you know what? Illinois needs one right now. They may not have a great team, but I can get on the field and show what I can do. I, I might go to Illinois. I mean, granted, that's just an example, but it it's right. just it, it leaves something inside the conference that might actually help some of these other guys that you know have some struggling with recruiting and, and getting people to get there. And you know, hey, maybe Kyle McCord transfers to Michigan. <clears throat> I, I would, I would be totally fine with that. Or maybe he goes to <laughs> Michigan State. I mean, granted, he's going to go into the black <laughs> abyss that is Harbaugh's play calling on offense. It's like, we're going to play the game like it's 1968. Well, guys, I mean, so preseason's, uh, you know, here. We have some injury news, obviously, as we know. Cam Akers is one of the biggest ones. Does this change your strategy when one of your top guys or a guy that you expected to be either an RB1 or whatever goes down this early? Does it change your approach to the season at all? Do you decide that you're going to say, you know, F it, I'm going to punt on this? Or do you try making smaller moves and maybe fill out your roster a little bit and hope one of those guys strikes a, you know, Cole Beasley career-esque type year? If Cam Akers is my RB3 on my team, or like that's what I was projecting him to be, or maybe my RB2, um, probably not too worried. I mean, you spent decent draft capital in one way or another on Cam Akers most likely. Um, he's injured now. You're, I, I'm not trying to trade him just because there's not value there. Um, if he's like my RB2, on my th- RB2 or 3 on my team that I'm projecting, I'm probably not that concerned. And I'm probably not making a bunch of drastic moves to try to win a championship because I'm going to overreact and do something stupid, right? Yeah. And so I'm not overreacting. I, I can't really – now, if he was, like, projecting to be my RB1 or 2, I'm probably already in rebuild mode to some extent. So maybe I'd take one of my older players that I was hoping to help me be a contender in the next year or two and say, okay, well, I think this guy's only got a year or two left. 
a Julio Jones, for example, maybe try to get some value out of Julio Jones. Hype train kind of went up when he got traded, so that's you know that's an option. You try to trade a guy like that, Devontae Adams, um, for example. But otherwise, no, I'm not going to overreact to it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm sitting on him in a league where he's. I also have J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon as my other running backs. So in that scenario, I'm just kind of not hoping one of them doesn't get injured and ride out the storm till next year, put him on IR. I picked up Xavier Jones, hoping, you know, I mean, maybe he gets a shot and does something with it and I can ride him for the year and go from there. Otherwise, I would just more be making, trying to make a small move. If you could try and trade for a Mike Davis or, um, you know, maybe a Raheem Mostert if he's cheap enough, depending on the owner. Guys like that are just maybe little one-year rentals, second round, third They'd round. Give picks, you a shot. Played. Yeah, just, just a little bit of depth. That's all you're looking for. Or go to the waiver wire and pick up a couple of the young third-string running backs on teams right now that in a couple weeks might have a shot when the, the starter is injured for a game or two and just fill in, guys. I, I wouldn't be making huge moves in that case. And then the same thing, like you said, if he's your RB1, I mean, I love Cam Akers, but as my RB1, I'm – Probably, like you said, sitting on a rebuild already. So I'm just kind of now pushing it. Okay, let's go a year later. Let's move some stuff around and grab some more picks and start over next year when he's healthy. Yeah, and obviously Cam Akers isn't one of those guys that's like, you know, <clears throat> Alvin Kamara from a couple of years ago or when Christian McCaffrey goes down and, you know, you might have a, a win now team and stuff because we still don't really know what Cam is. I mean, we all know what his upside is, but – we don't know where he really still was. And, and obviously this injury is big. I just was wondering if anything like that changes your, you know, your perspective on stuff, because for me, I, I still approach it the same. I know the Achilles injury is, is a rough injury. You know, Marlon Mack apparently is looking real good so far. I didn't see Indianapolis Colts first game. If he played or not, I'm not even sure, but um, you know, he's looking good. So there's some hope there, obviously medical advancements inside stuff, despite some, fantasy doctors out there that there hasn't been quote unquote that many medical advancements as we were told four carries 12 <laughs> yards long of a nine long run of nine yards for mac in the first game i didn't just see any of it to know how he looked though yeah i didn't see any i mean we did see that one post on twitter with i think there was a video link to it that i i didn't end up looking at but I, I just, I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself, it's just nice to see that Mac is back at this point, considering where he got hurt in the middle, in the, in the, you know, in the year, year one, week one, whatever last year. And the fact that he's back and healthy and playing is good news. Whereas Akers got hurt in July. So he, he's going to have a little extra time to be able to really try to get there. And then there's obviously the Olympian that we talked about, Mark, you know, also that, you know, she had surgery in January and she was doing the friggin' Olympics in, in August. So, uh, she had a little bit of issues, but coming back after seven months, I think that we expect yeah, that that's... instead of over a year, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, I just, I just wasn't sure guys. I didn't know if it had changed your opinion on, on how, how you approach the season or whatnot. But for me, I just I feel like it, it, if you just... overreact, you, you're just going to put yourself in a bad position. there, trying to like, if you're in rebuild, obviously, like we just talked about, there's nothing to overreact to You're rebuilding. Um, Maybe say, you know, maybe I try to, like I said, maybe you try to reach out for more rookie picks, something like that. But overreacting is the worst thing you can do in Dynasty, in my opinion. Yeah, don't don't go out there selling him for, you know, P 
peanuts on the dollar. What, what was the trade we saw for him? Do you remember? The trade that uh, I made? Was it your trade? The Philip Lindsay and... Yes. What was that Phil- again? <laughs> Philip Lindsay and Marshawn Lloyd for Cam. Right. So, you know, you're getting the second, third string running back on the Houston Texans. Not great. These are the running backs. And... Um, <laughs> Even even Siri doesn't believe Lindsay's <laughs> one of the best running backs on the Texans. <laughs> and then you're getting you're getting a guy who is a redshirt freshman in college coming off of an ACL tear. So yeah, okay, great. He has a few more years to get to the to the NFL and we all expect him to be fine, but you've now taken on uh, a running back who's probably at the end of their run and a running back we don't know anything about just to move on from a guy and what was the trade that you sent Cam away? What did what did you get for Cam in that trade? Do you remember? <laughs> oh man, uh, you're gonna have to give me a second to look this up because the trade as a whole ended up being. I would say because it's very bad for that owner who overreacted to this injury, because I believe you got Calvin Ridley. Hold on, I, I got it right back. I got it, I, I got it right here. Hold on, give me a second. I know uh, Calvin Ridley was was someone you got back for. Acres originally. Yes, yes. So the trade, the first part of the trade happened in 2020. I moved Acres. Um, it was, I got to read. I, I sent it to you as a whole, but I, I, I don't want to go back and try to see if I can find it in the chat with how much we talk, but. It's very, very deep. Yeah. So the trade ended up being Lynn Bowden, Isaiah Ford, <clears throat> and $250 blind bid dollars. Marshawn Lloyd and Philip Lindsay for Calvin Ridley and Giovanni Bernard. And Cam Akers. Well, Cam Akers. But I took Cam out of the equation because he ended up back with me. Right, but you <clears throat> you sent Ford and all those guys. I sent Bowden, Ford, and Akers and two fifty for Bernard and Ridley. Right. So I got Ridley out of the deal, and then I traded Marshawn Lloyd and Philip Lindsay back for Akers. Right. So. so Three guys that probably <laughs> rarely will see a starting lineup. A freshman running back coming off of an ACL tear for a wide receiver who looks to be one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. We'll see him without Julio this year, but has done quite well for himself already. And Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't overreact <laughs> to an injury like that. Because really, what did he get back? Marshawn Lloyd. And that's a guy you're waiting at least three more years for. And that's if he even makes it to the NFL caliber. Right. But I'm saying you're know. at least waiting three years no matter what to see what he is. Yeah. I mean, he got Phil Lindsay Ridley. back. Yeah. And, he gave yeah. Up Calvin, and he gave up Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And I only took Giovanni Bernard as a running back filler at that time. Yeah, I, because he was I, he's, probably he's, the starter for the, <laughs> the Bengals because Nixon was hurt. Yeah. yeah. Gio's not even yeah. a bad stash right now just because of – how Tamar might use him. Right. Definitely. So that's, that's what James that, White level. That's what happened with that trade. <laughs> yeah. Don't overreact, people. <laughs> Please don't Um Tim Tebow got cut, guys. Ooh, man. What a shocker there. <laughs> that the, for, that the fourth video. string tight end got, got cut. <laughs> that video of the block. Like, I can't even. Like, I, some people were like, what did you do wrong? What did you do wrong? He threw his body into the guy and then just hit the ground. He didn't even well, need to do that. If he'd stayed on his lowered, feet. <laughs> lowered his head and just went 
<laughs> bullheaded right into the guy. Oh, the, the, the best part about it, that's not even his work, worst block from that game. He had one down no. by the goal line that was worse. Yeah, it was like was the, just, there was like one that was like the very next play he was on the field that it was just awful. The defender blocked himself into just a body of a wall of bodies, and Tebow, uh, Tebow hit him a little bit. But yeah, if the guy and then fell on the ground. If the guy isn't going that way with all of his momentum, Tebow is going to whiff on that block. <laughs> and the guy's going to tackle the running back. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like I, will, butt fumble. I, I will say yeah. that, I mean, the guy was um, learning a new position. He'd right. been out of football for, you know, eight years or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I understand all that, but my God. This is what he should have done when he came back into the league. But that's, when he, when that's he the, the problem is we were so enamored because of Tim Tebow, but – he is a guy who never played tight end before. Yeah. Coming back to football after eight years, yet we were so like, oh, it's going to be great. You're going to – people picking him up off of waiver wires, spending fab, doing all – Oh, I mean, I picked yeah. him up off waiver wires, but I just did it as a flyer. I didn't do it like yeah, in the sense of like – not spending fab. Not spending $87,000 on him just to try to get him into on my team. But, I mean, hey, he took a good shot at it. He's an athlete. It just didn't work out. He should have done this when he came into the league. And people forget, and people literally forget that Denver traded him to New England, or New England picked him up off waivers. And the first thing that Bill Belichick wanted to do was convert him from quarterback to play a tight end, and he said no mm-hmm. again. I think he went to the Jets first. Well, wherever it was, I don't care where he went. He ended he up in New England, and, and Bill Belichick to be a told him. Yeah. yeah, and Bill Belichick they, told they him they cut him before the season even started. Yeah, yeah, and Belichick told him we could we can make something out of you if you played the H back. And he did not nope. want to. Nope. And, and he got caught and never was back. Got caught and never went back. But people think that he was all blackballed because he was praying. That was never the case, guys. Yep. He was never blackballed because he was praying. Stop using that as a damn thing because you want to use it against Kaepernick's argument. <clears throat> Even though they're two totally different situations. It was a good quarterback. A good quarterback at all. Tebow <laughs> did throw one pass to Demarius Thomas. Okay. It was a seven-yard slant. In a playoff game. <laughs> That won them a playoff game. I swear, over the I swear, everybody just lives vicariously through that one play forever, yeah, play. and then just remembering him play at Florida, where he basically played a tight end at the quarterback position. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, he was the Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill, and at, oh. at the SEC, he's probably still better than Taysom Hill. Let's be fair. Well, I mean, as an athlete and a player, Andrew. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not as an athlete no, and a player. Is. Maybe as a quarterback, no. <laughs> as an athlete and player. Figured it out a lot earlier that he should be switching positions than uh, yeah. Tebow did. And what I'm saying is, is, I think Taysom Hill might be just as good of an athlete, if not better. Yeah, no. I Tebow mean, is probably one of the best athletes to ever come out well, of college. T- Tebow is one of the greatest college football players of all time. Period. Flat out. Like, but I that's mean... because he literally would just run you the f over. <laughs> but that's the thing with college is. Look at all right. the guys that are the greatest college football players of all time. What percentage of them actually had good NFL careers? Right. It might be zero. I wish Reggie Bush would have done more. Vince Young, I wish, would have done more. Look at Mariota. I mean, we, the list is just endless. Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield's one of the most successful ones that. I mean, even Jameis Winston. We, don't even, we pretty... still don't even know what Baker Mayfield is. Right. Jameis Winston had a very hell of a good collegiate career, too. In... Cam Newton. Cam Newton. He's been successful enough. Yeah, but you know the thing. You know the thing, that, the thing that frustrates me the most with Newton is Newton literally is a linebacker playing quarterback. 
and and, and that's nobody, how he played for the first eight seasons. Right, nobody took the time to make improvements for him at the quarterback spot. The guy literally went nine for twenty-two against air on his pro day in the quarterback situation, and you expected him to get better. No, they they literally Greg Roman him. That's what they did is they Greg Roman him in Carolina. I hate saying it because Ron Revere to me, I think is a fantastic head coach. But they they they, they Greg Roman him. Lamar Jackson is wasting underneath Greg Roman. And the faster they figure that out out there in Baltimore, the better they'll be. I think they're figuring it out. Well, they better figure it out faster. <laughs> because there's I, a, there's a certain point in a certain age where you, you start really struggling to learn, teach those people, you know, teach the quarterbacks like that that have had those habits well, for so and long. and that's the thing. I think they're going to see if, you know, okay, we, we drafted you some wide receivers. We brought some wide receivers in. Yeah, but if they think that bringing wide receivers in is going to fix the whole problem. Well, no, no. So I think they're saying, Greg, we need to see you call plays better. And if we don't, hopefully, then see ya. The, see, the problem for Greg Roman is, is the team does really well in the, the regular season every year. And then they get into the playoffs and they run into a team that just knows how to slow Lamar down. And, it, and playoff games are always different than regular season games. You have all the time to prepare. You, you, it's different you football, schemes. You know, it's well, yeah, you football. scheme differently. You, everything yeah. more, is more on the line. Guys put more on the line, knowing what's happening. Like, and he just doesn't know how to adapt. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh. Well, hopefully, maybe they get it figured out. Lamar Jackson's still a, you know, a cheat code when it comes to fantasy points. If he can, if that offense isn't so one-dimensional. So hopefully, fingers crossed for Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's that's actually what's starting to intrigue me a little bit about Murray, but. His injuries still make me iffy about him and his size. I wish he they... is the he's the passing version of Lamar Jackson, and he runs like not as well as Lamar because Lamar is a different athlete than a lot of people give him credit for. But Murray Tyler's... can throw the ball way better. I just wish that it, he would look to do it more. He's also throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins. He's less, but he's he's but so not, much less. He's so much less Russell Wilson than people realize. Russell Wilson oh, always yes. the type. He's always Russell Wilson's always the type that's going to look to throw first. Murray is too quick to run. That's well, my issue Murray, with Murray. Murray he's a better falls passer. Between Lamar and, yeah, he's a, and Wilson. He's a better passer than Lamar, and he's a yeah. lot more accurate than Lamar. Lamar, I think, is the better athlete. Even though Kyler's electric in the open yeah, field, but Lamar is a better athlete. Yeah. I just wish Kyler made a better decisions and b just Russell stopped, is and stopped running the ball first. Russell's smarter and a better passer. Yeah, that, that's just where I'm at. All right. Anybody else have anything? Pretty got Josh Allen there then. But see, I think Josh What'd Allen though. I think Josh Allen is just is is so much more of a. I, I think he's the best parts of each all three of those guys. I, you know, like he he's so big. He's similar. He's similar to Cam. Like where he's just <laughs> yep. so big. He has a better arm than cam he's more accurate than cam he's like the well and he, he's like the cam newton version of russell wilson but we like, say <laughs> that nobody wanted to change cam maybe cam didn't want to change either and they just and, went along with it then and, and you know what though that that is very possible i will say that it's very possible because we don't know uh, josh because allen, all we heard about how josh allen changed it's all we josh, heard about this year is how he yeah, changed josh, his throwing motion yeah. and he and he had a great coaching staff behind him to sit there and the, an organization that waited waited longer than yep. most quarterbacks get you know, in the NFL yeah. nowadays, and, and it is paying dividends. It's, it's paying off, and we'll see where Buffalo is. But for me, Josh Allen, you know, he's he's the 
he's a better version of Cam as far as overall quarterback. But, you know, Cam is a former MVP. He's made a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen hasn't done either one of those yet. So I could say that, but it doesn't necessarily make it true. You know, Cam's definitely a better athlete, I think. I think Josh Allen's a very underrated athlete, but I think Cam's definitely a better athlete than Josh. So. Yeah, Josh is, Josh is an athlete more in the – he's better than Rodgers and Luck were athletically, but he falls closer to them than he does to Cam right. Newton and Lamar. Yeah, anybody else have anything? Don't panic. Don't overreact to preseason. Yeah, three. we're back. Don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. Don't, to, don't panic to preseason, preseason, preseason MVPs. Ramadre Stevens is never going to get traded for a first-round pick unless you find a dumbass. <laughs> oh, go get Donovan Peoples-Jones. Go get Donovan Peoples-Jones. While you're at it, go get Nico Collins. Cheap. Especially with the Anthony Miller. People are trading them, even with preseason hype. They can catch 10 preseason touchdowns. You can still go get these guys. Of course you can. Absolutely. Or you should just drive a Nico anyway in general. So. Well, you could have done that too. A- anywhere. Anybody else? Who are you guys? Josh Could have somebody. Yeah, it doesn't Josh look like Mike Williams is going to be back there. So go get Palmer Josh Palmer. get a chance. Go get Josh Palmer. I think, I'm pretty sure Mike Williams is hurt too. I'm telling you right now, this guy, the more I watch his his stuff. uh, Traquan, I'm kind of sold out on his little train. I got to see something. This train (laughs) for the last two years. uh, I got to see something. But uh, at that, you know, value point, I'm willing to just throw something out there. Larry Roundtree, too. I was big on him in the pre draft process. And uh, they're going to use a, as Brandon Staley said, they are using a three headed monster there. And I think that. He's already surpassed Justin Jackson or whatever the dude is on the yeah on the. Oh, it's a question. Is it, is it is it Jackson or is it? Um, well, you can't remember his, his name, name, so it's Jackson. So well, no, that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> Jackson might be the one sticking around. What was his name from last year that they gave the chance oh, when he fumbled it away? Jo- Joshua time? Kelly. Kelly, yeah, yeah. Joshua he Kelly, might be the, the, the odd man out. Yeah, Joshua Kelly's probably the odd man out in that situation. Mm-hmm. So. And Larry Andre had a very impressive first preseason game again i know it's preseason it was impressive enough they're going to use a three-headed monster so uh yeah preseason is good to to look at what some guys do but don't go like thinking they're now the starter for their team don't overreact don't overreact like demarcus robinson out snapping tyreek first round pick in the preseason (laughs) take the good things be happy about them but understand it is still preseason yeah and don't panic on your strategy when it's to guys like cam Akers. That's pretty no, much what we drew from tonight. Kind of keep going with whatever keep you going. were doing. And unless you end up getting Cam for Philip Lindsay, then take the deal. Uh, so, <laughs> yep. It's filled with play- people who feel like that if they're not trading, then the league isn't active. Like, I, I don't yeah, get that whole mindset. Maybe we could kick the show off or start the show off with a rant about this whole... <laughs> You don't need to fucking blow up chats for in order for it to be quote unquote active. Like as long as people are setting their lineups and making trades when it counts, you don't need to make a trade a day for the league to be considered fucking active. I'm sorry. Yeah, where we're at, just... where we're at in the preseason with most of our leagues though is, in some we're drafting incoming freshmen. Mm. Like it's not exactly like the great time that I want to be trading. I'm, you know, you wait for the seat. We're so close to the season starting that unless you're making some like game changing move, I'm not really looking to make some like one, two trades right now. Well, let's, let's also be fair. We, we play in a lot of Devi slash C2C leagues where trading just 
doesn't become the norm anymore because unless you're in the offseason. Well, not even that. Unless you're really around the Devi draft and the Devi leagues, you're kind of holding on to your guys because I mean, now you might because you know at least the positions you're in, but you're waiting to see if you're contending or not, like and stuff like that. And then in the C two C leagues, like it, it's just so open with with having college players that trading NFL players, you might screw up everything and and totally screw screw yourself out of winning leagues with with especially the ones that score points now. Well, and I think that that's the biggest thing, especially in these C to C leagues, is just trying to find a a uh, a common ground to where you can make these moves without messing up something for your team. Like, really, if you think about it, most of the people, you know, campus to Canton leagues are basically still, you know, fairly new in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we've had them for yes. a couple of years now, but they're but, yeah, they're, they're fairly new. Yeah, so you're still trying to you know, you're still trying to do your best to feel out the process. Like, it's not one of those things where, you know, you've been doing one quarterback leagues for so friggin' long that you can do it with your eyes closed, make trades and be like, oh, I can recover from that. Like, we don't know if you can recover from making a, a mistake in these leagues. You know, we just haven't we just haven't seen enough data, at least for us, anyways. So to, that to is one of the that. that is one of the major complaints I hear about in the dynasty Devi argument versus redraft is in redraft you're okay you put the money in one year you do bad you lose okay done in dynasty Devi you put that money in and you're typically going to say hey I'm going to do this for a number of years if you mess up or one of your players ends up like a Michael Thomas if you drafted a couple years ago, you're drafting Michael Thomas pretty high. And right. now look where we are. So you could have a whole team stacked with guys that in three to four years is complete trash. We just brought up my team, won the first two years in a row of a dynasty startup. And now I've lost two consecutive years, but I'm still contending. But the problem is now I'm four years out into contending. And I'm at a place where I probably need to start rebuilding more, which means I probably need to sell off some of my valuable players or more draft picks. And that, that's the situation you're in. You're going to constantly be doing that. So it is a little bit more of a gamble and a little bit more of a risk, but sometimes that's speaking, the fun of it. Speaking of Michael Thomas and the Atlanta League, <clears throat> every day that trade looks better and better. Oh, yeah. No mm -hmm. doubt. Yeah, somebody has to literally leave the league over because they couldn't understand. Yeah, how yeah. how it could go down like that. Yeah, who did you end up drafting again? <laughs> oh my god, Do you remember? Oh, you... Hold on, I can get that for you. One second. Not off the top of our, not off the top of think. my head, but no, no, I have it here. We haven't talked about it for I don't know, you know, Cause, a cause year. It's really funny because <laughs> the 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 person who left the league is still in in a different league with us mm -hmm. a, league, a league where i've made worse trades i don't know a league where he's made worse trades and had to build my team back up that he didn't say anything about i just said so i mean I, I i don't know man people just don't understand I, I i think the dynamics of leagues man like you you need to understand the dynamic of your league you know, like, oh, you, for sure. You, 
I, I think that that's probably been my biggest complaint about stuff is not understanding the dynamic of certain leagues. Like, if you're in a one quarterback league, you don't need to draft four quarterbacks. Like, you're not going to get what you want in return for some of those. You know, so super super flex leagues, I understand, but god damn. I, well, I mean, I've completely switched out my strategy in super flex leagues, but we'll get to that in a second. So I DM'd them after the, the draft, the rookie draft. And I, I for, we posted something, I think, even in that other league's chat. And that's what made me go, oh, let me let this guy know. So I sent him a picture of the the, the trade calculator from, from Dominator, the Dominator app. Because that's the one I usually go off of if I need to use one. So let's be honest, it's probably the most accurate well, in and, the grand and, scheme of things. You could change settings on it. Like it's it's a it's very useful. It's it's different than just a regular trade calculator. I feel like, so I send the trade and the the receivers because it was three receivers I drafted were Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and Rondale Moore. <clears throat> According to that trade calculator at that time, I actually made out by twelve points over the other side because I still have. The first coming in 2023. Now, Gabriel Davis and Quintez Sivas, I mean, they were the dart throws and neither might work out. But I mean, some people I mean, like Gabriel Davis this year. None of the, none of these players might work out, but the way Michael Thomas is going, who knows? he's going to be on Patriot soon. <laughs> he's going to be something soon. Uh, yeah. But it's funny because he goes, he was very confused at first even though I explained the situation to him and then just ignored the shit out of me from then on when I kept explaining to him what I'm sending him. He just didn't want to see it. Of course so, because you got I don't know if he was just looking for a way out of the league or what. I mean, it could have been because it was a free league and, you know. Ten teams and he didn't want to do it anymore. And, yeah, and he didn't want to do it anymore. <clears throat> but super flex strategy. Yeah, let's talk this. Was, Go ahead. I was never an early round quarterback kind of person, unless I was like pick one and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Other than that, I would wait, even in Superflex. And then two years ago, it really became prominent how waiting just doesn't give you that solid guy. Because I'm sitting on teams with, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, which at the time looked Kirk great. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins looked great. But now Jimmy Garoppolo is looking like he's going to get passed up. And who knows what team he goes to. Baker's not a bad second quarterback, but he's not a guy you can rely on week in and week out to win you games. He's, he's just – he is what he is. So – this, the drafting this year, I have definitely totally switched around. I am I am most likely taking a quarterback round one, no matter how many go before me, unless I'm at pick like 11 and 10 picks for quarterbacks. Then I probably won't. And there are times when I'm already looking for my second one in, the, in probably round three or four, depending on how the draft is going with quarterbacks. And I was – waiting till round three or four, maybe to take my first, and then round six, seven, eight to go for a second one. 
I mean, in that universe league, I ended up, I think, with what three quarterbacks in the first, my first six picks. Because yeah, I, I just, I was, I was the exact same way. Like I said, Kirk Cousins. I had that team that had Kirk Cousins, Haskins, and yeah, another one. Who's my third? Okay, either way, Cousins, Haskins, and let's just say nobody of consequence. I end up trading for Joe Burrow in that league, at least. But it still looks like I've got Joe Burrow coming up injury and Kirk Cousins, who's meh, and you you know like where he are with Haskins. Yeah. Um, so, Looking great in Steelers camp, though. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I can't do that anymore. It's like <laughs> the, the leagues I look at and go, Oh, I've got Josh Allen, Tua. Um, what else do I have in that league? I got Josh Allen and Tua. Um, leagues where I've got two solid quarterbacks in that range, I feel really good about. Hopefully, I've got a third decent prospect. Um, yeah, you've got to – I unless the draft falls in just such a weird way, like you said, Mark, where it's like the first nine picks are all quarterbacks. Um, I, 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 quarterback, I running back, or I don't know. It, I Definitely get your quarterbacks in super flex leagues. That's all I got to see. I mean, for, for me, I think it's, it's going to be dependent on what your strategy is. If you're looking to compete and win now and, and you get an opportunity and chance to, you know, hopefully hit that mid-tier guy and then hopefully hit the rookie picks to get your quarterbacks. I think that's a strategy that I would employ more or faster than I would trying to win now. By it's a dangerous game. It's, 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 it's a very dangerous game, and, and it works out sometimes for me and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, but Mark, you know me, you know, and I'm, Eli, you probably know me now enough at this point in time that oh, – yeah. When it comes to the way that I draft, like if, if I'm going to punt on a situation, then, you know, that's where I'm going to punt on and, and hopefully, you know, attack through the rookie draft, which is something that, you know, I've always done. I guess it's just more or less comfortable where, where you're most comfortable at, you know, like Mark, like you said, you know, like, oh, early guys at quarterback, that's fine. But at the end of the round, at the end of the quarterback round, like, if I'm not sold on a guy like Dak Prescott, I'm not going to be comfortable taking a guy at Dak Prescott like 10. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's just not, I'm not going to risk it when I could get running back where, as you and I both know, running back is such, it's so much more, you know, volatile because it's, it, it's, it's such hit or miss. You, you try to need to get a guy that, that, that can give it to you. Um, is a quarterback in a, in a super flex league most likely going to yield you the best results to win now? Absolutely. I, I I will never, ever, ever, ever disagree with that. But running backs can be league winners if you hit where you need to hit. And that and that's the yeah. reason why I'd rather that's, take a running back there instead of a quarterback per se, depending on where I'm picking. I've just come to realize that in Superflex, people are a lot more willing to pay up for that quarterback when oh. you hog them, let's say. Um than even a running back. So you can always try to leverage that in your favor, obviously. And that's kind of the route I'm looking at going is just preferring to have that higher value player well, sitting on the bench. And I, that I, just, I agree. And that Quarterback, plays, then running yeah. back. 
Oh. And that plays a role too because people don't think running backs hold much value. So unless you're in a three quarter unless you're in a three running back start league, you know, you're you're not getting that Right. You know, I'm thinking if you're in a so, standard you know, super flex with, you know, quarterback super flex, two running backs, maybe three wide receivers and a couple flex, you could easily be turning your third quarterback into depending on who it is, I'm saying, you know, a top 20 guy if you kind of leverage them in your favor or a young guy you're getting an ezekiel elliott and plus you know what i mean in that scenario you can even go after your acres and all of these guys super low dobbins um if you want to go after a guy like jonathan taylor you're probably trading a quarterback in super flex <laughs> yeah i yeah. just i just it, it's come to realize i won at least one semi-young quarterback that is stable and you, you got to take them early. I mean, I, I'm, I, there's probably nine or 10 quarterbacks that are easily first round draftable quarterbacks, depending on how they go to me. I mean, that, that's nine including guys like, yeah. Wow. That's a lot higher than I okay. thought it was going to be. Let's go with Mahomes. Mahomes. Herbert. Allen. Herbert. Allen. Murray, Murray, Allen, Dak, Trevor. See, I don't know about Dak. And Trevor, you could make a case for, for being early second as a rookie. But, I, I mean, mean, I would, if, I, I would say, I'm, I would say nine or ten in the top two rounds, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, it's okay. So if I take Trevor Lawrence to two hundred one and I call it my second round pick, what's the difference? I mean, it's still you're technically a second round pick. Okay, I mean, it's a two hundred one. Sure. I mean, so, it, it's so, a second round pick. So I mean, <laughs> sure. So, then you have not, not a first rounder, huh? You have Joe Burrow. Well, and yeah, and Burrow, I would put it there, but I would say probably at this point he's probably closer to a mid second. Ooh, I don't know about that. Um, Lamar, if I'm yeah, Lamar will probably there, be first. Even Russell, he's not at an age yet where I'm scared off by him. I don't see him in the first though. Second, I mean, I, I agree with you in the top top two rounds. There's nine or ten, absolutely. And, yeah, and, and I what, feel like what I'm I feel like saying sh- though is, and I feel like the shift is that has has happened that way. I mean, you and I, Mark, before you know, we would tackle what was it? The third round was our QB round. That's what we yeah, call it. Third, third, if, fourth, if, and fifth rounds, would depending be on when people start taking them. QB yeah, round. yeah. I think that it's yeah, definitely. Sh- I think it's definitely shifted to the top two rounds now, for sure. All right, and I'm I'm fine with saying that. But what I'm saying is, if I'm sitting at the end of a round, I'm still looking at. Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and Russell Wilson around that time, whether I take them with the first pick or the second pick, they're going to be close picks, but I don't want to lose out and sit there and then in the third round, be taking Baker Mayfield as my QB one or Zach Wilson as my QB one. Or, I mean, cause, cause I can make a case Watson belongs up in there. If you take away all the legal things, you have to go with mm-hmm. them. So he fits. So if you want to, if you want to say, okay, uh, Joe Burrow falls to the second, so to put Deshaun Watson in there, well, and, and so, we named off ten guys that oh yeah. are 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 right there. And I'm I'm just saying for me, I'm I'm getting one of those guys. If I'm at the end of you know that first round, I'm getting them with my first or second pick. I'm and I might double up and go boom boom. I probably won't, but I mean. And, and the one CG sheet draft, the guy went young and he went Fields and Lance, and and I, I can't say that that's too bad if you're you're kind of going for that automatic rebuild. 
you started with two quarterbacks, probably won't start right off this year, but in two years, you might have two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Well, in my in my thing, my thing too is is like a lot of the a lot of the superflex leagues in my old in the, the strategy that I was talking about. Um, you know, depending on whether or not you want to compete the first year or not, or think the long term. Uh, you know, I, I I ended up with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in the fifth rounds of the league. You know, the following year, Mahomes went in the <clears> fifth <throat> round. Uh, well, actually, went in the sixth round. So if you can get out ahead of them and early enough and do it and have the patience to be able to sit and wait. And and, and that's my other part that I want it, to – it's the patience. Eli, you mentioned earlier about the, the oh, the knock between Debbie and, and C2C and stuff. And, and most of the – if you don't have the patience to be able to put the time, effort, and work into a league or into a team – then Dynasty's probably not right for you. Yeah. Stick to your redraft by all means, because uh, Mark, you're probably tired of hearing me here talking about this team, but it's literally my favorite team going into this year. It's the one with that three quarterback start league with all the quarterbacks. That is literally, the, but that's the payoff of three years of work, though. I donated my money the first two years, you know? And, and, and that's the team that I've now put together. I mean, we're talking A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, all those quarterbacks. You know, it, I I feel a sense of, you know, a, a pride in being proud of that team. And, and it, the patience paid off, you know. And, and that's where, yes. that's Eli's point, you know. If you're going to yeah, do Debbie you, and C2C, patience, guys. I, one thing I want to say about redraft, though, and I've been thinking of this for a while, because I only do like one or two redraft leagues a year, but I would like to do more. I just don't want to... I don't want to invest time in these redraft teams for lineups that I would be putting into my dynasty leagues, right? These are one-year deals. Like, I just want to, like, draft, and that's it pretty much. So make that's that's why best ball. I, I just If I'm going to play redraft, I want it to be best ball at this point. Like, why not? Uh, I mean, otherwise, it's just like whoever picks up the guy off waivers in week nine, that's the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs during the first three rounds of the playoffs – Wins. No, that's just <laughs> Sharkhandic. Well, years ago, it was probably true. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago, it was probably true. I don't know. That's just. Um, I, I feel like it's like I don't want to put all that time in during the like to draft this team to then I have to just change the lineup for the one season. I want to like be invested in it. So if I'm going to do redraft, to me that's just like shit tons of best ball leagues, so I can draft, 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 draft. Well, I think that's going to do it tonight. For us here at the Dynasty Academy, take care. Good to be back.